Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 30th of May, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in markets and business and startups. And I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott's back. Scotty, how are you? Great. Fresh from the beach up at Billy Heads. Uh, you do geez. have a bit of a tan. I mean, you guys can't see him right now, but yeah. looking good, Scotty. It's tough to peel myself away from that place, but uh, work beckons and um, good to be back. Yeah, good. Well, we're happy to have you here. And well, you've brought the luck with you, haven't you? I mean, as we're recording this podcast, which as you know well, is just after market close, we're seeing you know, a continuation of the theme throughout the day today, which is more risk being taken on. And that brings me to Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin is above the 30,000 level for the first time in Yonks. It's put on about 5%. Uh, so something's going on out there. We've got US futures up uh, in terms of e-minis, you know, by about a percent. NASDAQ e-minis up by one and a half percent. Markets all around the Asian region at a three-week high overall. I mean, it's all pretty positive out there, Scotty. Yeah, quintessential Monday melt-up uh, underway and uh, low volumes, of course, Memorial Day, holiday and the like. And uh, yeah, adding to those big gains that we saw last week and uh, helping to repeal some of those uh, big losses we saw at the start of the month. Uh, big question, though, whether it can go and last. Well, that is the question. I mean, I feel like we're asking it ad nauseum, but I mean, that's that's really what everybody wants to know. Is this enthusiasm for the U.S. Fed potentially taking a bit of a pause in its rate height cycle later in the year? Is it justified? Will it last? You know, all of those kinds of questions. And besides that is now when you want to be taking risk on or... Uh, are the bargains as good as they're going to get? There's all those questions that we're sort of grappling with out there as market participants. But safe to say today, 10 out of 11 sectors higher. Uh, tech led the rally and uh, the S&P ASX 200 up by 1.45% above that 7200 level. In fact, pretty close to 73. Yeah, not far off. Uh, I still looked uh, when I was doing the market wrap. We're still down 2% for the month. It gives you an indication yeah. of how far we fell earlier on. But uh, coming home with a wet sail. Uh, yeah, lots of big gains coming through. Those interest rate sensitive parts of the market, uh, that recalibration of expectations for the Fed, whether right or wrong, has also seeped into our local market here. And uh, a bit of a question has been raised as whether we're really going to see an RBA cash rate above 3.5%. So anything that basically was, I uh, know, likes to see lower rates did pretty well today. And anything wants to see higher rates didn't do so well. Zip, 13, close to 14% higher. Uh, Magellan as well, it's been pretty beaten up, up 8%. And also exposed to a lot of those growth names. Um, Tyro, Megaport, EML, you get the drift. Uh, those were all the market leaders. Now, market laggards, Tab Corp. So, had a chat with Jeremy Hook from TMS Capital. He's saying it's a sell. You know, it was the lottery's business that most people wanted. Mm -hmm. And we continue to see selling being expressed there. Appin, again, continuation of last week's theme with that bid from the Canadians being pulled. Elders trading ex dividend. Uh, and then we get to one of the corporate stories of the day today, and that is AGL. So pretty incredible. 
that me merger, demerger plan, excuse me, done and dusted. Yeah, Grok Ventures won, AGL board nil, and uh, that includes the departure of two very senior board uh, members and a chief executive as well. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that not really surprising plan because we could see where the movement was coming from, particularly from those big institutional investors. But uh, yeah, that is uh, an ongoing story. And now the question uh, be raised, what might Canon Brooks might end up going and doing? Of course, uh, Brookfield as well. Speaking of Canadians lobbying bids for things left, right and centre, will we see a renewed uh, offer on the table given it was knocked back by some of those board members just a few weeks ago? Canadians were everywhere. Well, there will be a strategic review um, by this refreshed board. It was the stock of the day today. So Kashi had a chat with, oh, actually, it was Andrew today. Andrew joined you for just the as call. Good. Yeah, just as great. Um, with Francesco Destratus from Ord Minette and Joshua Baker from Macro Barker from Macro Capital. Here's what they had to say about AGL. In our view, we thought splitting the two businesses in two would have been a better option than keeping it together. The management now have to bunker down for a little while until they get a, a, a board and a, and a chairman um, sorted out and uh, do another business review and see where it goes to from there. But at the moment, we, we've got to hold on. I'd look, if, you, you know, if you're looking to buy it, I don't think there's any opportunity for it to go significantly higher, so you know, I wouldn't be there. Um, if I own it, look, just hold and wait. Something like this hasn't really occurred in the past for people to look at past examples where an activist, especially an environmental activist, has gotten so involved in the company in such a big way. Um, so, you know, initially, you know, the reason, the, the demerger, um, it did seem a bit messy. Um, it seemed like it was going to, you know, there's no real clarity on the way that structure was going to look moving forward. And every company out there has been, um, you know, reducing their net emissions and doing that as an active role. Whereas their approach was just to, you know, split it into two assets, put the emissions in one and put the green in the other. Um, which was somewhat of a lazy approach from management, I feel. Uh, it's going to lead to more costs as well to run the business. I think if you're looking to make a decision on the uh, stock, it's probably just a de-risk right now because there's so many unknowns. All right, so that is it. It's a hold. It's sort of a tepid hold, you've got to say, from the guys at Macro Capital, but it's a hold nonetheless. Uh, look, I have a feeling, Scotty, we're going to be talking about AGL many, many times in the future. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated how this is all going to go and play out. I know there's so much of a movement for renewable technology and uh, it's there from that perspective. We know um, coming from South Australia nowadays, uh, I know I can tell you that I know a lot of that is all powered the grid already by that renewable side of the equation. Just to solve that little piece of the puzzle, you know, 24-7, uh, how we can do that uh, you know, and get that base load power we need or be able to go and draw upon that power. It's going to be fascinating how AGL and everything else goes in place. Yeah, out. well, and also you add the layer of the new government mm. on as well. You know, many guests are talking about just uh, if there's one thing that we can take away from the election is the push toward renewable. So that means everything from rewiring the electricity grid. And that was the starting point for a conversation with uh, the team at uh, Martin Curry, Will Bayless joined us today and he talked through some companies that he sees benefiting under mm -hmm. a Labour government with this decarbonisation push being grabbed by both hands. And also he talked about a financial company that also could, I'll let you guess what it might be if you think green and you think <laughs> big banks. Is it even a guess? <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, listen to that interview if you like. It is available via the show notes.
Also had a bit of a decline recently, so you might want to look into it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, today, not so. Did very well. Also had a broker weighing in. Yeah. I'm, well, just, I'm just dropping the breadcrumbs. My old I? man was asking about that said uh, company as well, <laughs> whether it represented value at these levels. Everybody over the past couple of weeks was saying that it did represent value around, well, I won't even talk about the levels. It'll be a dead giveaway. But um, yeah, that said financial institution did very well, up by 3% today. There we go. wonder what you're doing. And the other big four banks did not lead the charge higher. Yeah. Nah. NIM, we all know about that, what's being priced in for RBA cash rate. You're going to start peeling those back. Uh, those tailwinds from NIM expansion become a little bit less. Dollar looked pretty strong today. The Aussie dollar, I should say. I know that you were asking a lot of guests about their view on the US dollar, whether it had hit the highs of uh, this this cycle. What do you think? Uh, I think it's corrective episode. Uh more than the top being in. There's a lot of expectation being built in for near-term hikes from the ECB. I think the ECB hikes in this scenario, I know what the inflation figures are saying at the moment. I know there's a big push from some of those policymakers, but it just reeks of policy error. And so that's what's going to come out of this marketplace at the moment. But you can see that pressure valve that's been released. I'll tell you what, uh, people are talking about the Federal Reserve, the importance it has. A very, very closely followed second place is that US dollar. What it does is so influential when it comes to global asset allocation so keep a very close eye on the trends over the next little bit well to your point about the ecb we do have chief economist philip lane just in the past half hour or so saying that two quarter point rate hikes are the benchmark pace so he's looking at july and september so saying that the european union should be out of negative rates by the end of q3 Mm. yeah Demand ain't anywhere near as strong as we've seen other parts of the world. And that's where I question the other need to go and go down that path and add to more misery on those people that are already suffering so much. Okay, so you can read that article. It's out with Bloomberg. um, Or you can just keep listening to us and we'll get you across everything that we learn in the course of our conversations. Had a couple of very stock-specific conversations today, one being around Mervac. And again, we've had, you know, a lot of these builders going belly up Mm -hmm. we've seen evidence on a very small scale around our own neighborhoods i'm sure but you know you think the pro builds and the like so mervac i didn't realize its share price is down 30 percent i think since the end of october so i had a good chat with um with uh with morningstar actually who was saying that the markets got mervac all wrong so not worried about collapse contagion not really worried about supply chain issues, rising costs. In fact, reckons that Mervac's in a pretty good spot to actually make a, a take advantage of some of the other issues that other builders are having. So that's an interview um, with Alex Prinius from Morningstar. If you'd like to take a listen, that's available via the show notes. Uh, what really stood out to you today, Scotty, in, in your conversations? Gee, that's a tough question. And it's a great question to go and add a stalling tactic to... Uh, to the, uh, the podcast, uh, what really stood out today? Uh, that not a lot of people believe the rally's uh, longevity that we're seeing at the moment. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Still a lot of skepticism out there. It is towards the end of the month, of course. Uh, but uh, that's it. Uh, not trust, but uh, that's what can go and foster uh, the start of big bull market rallies. So, of course, uh, don't go and dismiss it straight away. Let's go and see how we're going to play out later in the week and we get that big non-fund payrolls report as well to go and add it off, which will probably give us a better sense as to whether a Fed pivot's uh, likely to go and happen or not. Yeah, so we'll be watching uh, any indications as to wages and hours worked and not everything else. Uh, we've got GDP here locally as well on Wednesday, which took up quite a bit of oxygen today. Backward looking though, so much depends on the Australian consumer. Had a chat with Belinda Allen from Commonwealth Bank and you know their data, their their 
high frequency data shows that people are still spending on services more than goods. But uh, yes, yeah, still spending. Yeah, trying to get a, a restaurant booking up at Burley Heads is a uh, tough. Tough gig is nowadays. It? Yeah, it's uh, everything's jammed outside of holiday period too. So it really gives you a sense of that, uh, that holiday market and people have cashed up and ready to go. Well, and labor shortages, no doubt as well. Yeah, it's, uh, that's one of the acute problems at uh, that part of the world. Uh, lovely place to go and live and work. But I uh, know when you go look in parative wages and we talk about the uh, construction sector, uh, a lot of people have been flocking to that particular area of the market uh, given what we saw with some of the challenges with tourism. So that's going to be one of those big challenges to go and entice those people back. You'd think that it comes down to opening up the international borders and encouraging that uh, those people who used to come here to go and venture down and uh, enjoy life on the coast. But yeah, it's not as easy as that nowadays, is it? Uh, no, it's it's not. Um, I th- remember a conversation I had with experienced co-CEO John O'Sullivan uh, talking about a lot of these issues, and they operate up there as well, and just saying that, look, it's it, it's going to be a slow burn, you know, getting all of the, the pieces of the puzzle in place. Part of that is labor. Part of that is demand. So it's not as if the floodgates for international travelers, at least, will open fully. Uh, all at once but it's this it's locals it's us it's us getting out and about that's uh, really keeping things busy so yeah. it's uh, an opportunity but also uh, you know a bit of a challenge right now yeah and not just in the gold coast uh, and surrounds but uh, across the entire country it's uh, just yeah problematic at the moment trying to go and find uh staff with the right skill set uh there's people out there but i uh, know the people who've got the ability to go and be a people person or you know working computer programming like it's uh, it's not easy to go and find the right match at the moment all right, so I am looking forward to a number of interviews tomorrow, but also Grant Patterson from Providence Wealth because I think he'll be good to try to answer that question if there's a, a bear market rally or what is it that we're in in terms, of, uh, in terms of all the buying that we've been seeing as of late. So that'll be an interesting one. David Lane is joining us as well at 11. He always gives a few companies that he's keeping a very close eye on. And um, I'm also going to be speaking with the CEO of OFX on the small caps. It came up a couple of weeks ago on the call. Both of my expert guests were taken aback by the strength of the report that came through uh, from OFX. So I'm going to have a chance to speak with the CEO and see what's going on there. Yeah, maybe they weren't keeping an eye on the uh, volatility of uh, FX at the moment because it's been pretty elevated as well. And when it's uh, volatile, people want to trade. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they've got a l- big focus, I know, on the corporate sector as well. So yep. um, yeah, looking forward to that. Big, uh, big macro day as well tomorrow. We get the last of the GDP inputs coming through, including the business indicators. There's going to be some pretty crucial indications as to what's going on with the wage growth side of the equation. The wage price index really didn't give us too much of a hint, but that will go and probably go and help uh, no, formulate what we go and see from the RBA when it comes to the size of the rate hike that they're going to deliver next week. Okay, so Scotty, let's just wrap the market one last time. 7,287 to be precise. A gain of 1.45% for the local market as we watch markets around the region making some good gains. U.S. futures ahead of Memorial Day. So no trade in the U.S. tonight, just a PSA for you. And the Aussie dollar, close to 72 U.S. Yep, or risk rollicking, rallying away for the time being. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Be, of course, another pretty quiet one. You'd imagine no US lead overnight. So we'll see what happens. Only another 2% to go. And we might get into positive territory for the month of May. Let's see if we can do it. Scotty, have a good evening. You see too. You Ciao. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 